Sunset had fallen on the countryside, and the warmth of the day was fading with each passing moment. Vespers of an autumn breeze whispered through the fields, setting the amber stalks of corn into a somber dance. Yet with each swaying step, two interlopers were revealed, standing stark and defiant against the motion of their surroundings. In seeing their still forms, one might almost believe that they were never breathed, nor blinked. Such was certainly the common belief, perhaps shared even by the figures themselves, which made it all more surprising when one of them spoke. My arms hurt, Frank. The second figure remained motionless, though a flicker of expression may have crossed its face. Frank, Miles heard. Damn it, Jed! With a shuffling of cloth and straw, Frank turned to face his partner. When they sent you here, they said you were the best choice. You said you knew the rules. Now shut up before someone hears you. Silence returned to the field, broken only by the rustling of currents through the corn. Even a nearby stream, which burbled happily in the hours of daylight, seemed to have hushed itself in preparation for the dusk. This night was an important one, and its tasks were all but sacred. Oh, who's gone here is Frank? It's not the point. What matters is if someone did, we ain't supposed to talk. Jed considered this, though the contents of his head were hardly suited to higher reasoning. Well, so what? It's a stupid job anyway. Ain't nobody passed yet that hasn't left us. Frank sighed, removed his hat, and scratched at his leathery skin. Look, Jed, that may be very well. Fact is, it doesn't matter one bit. It's gotta be done. You understand me? No. Good. You... What the hell you mean, no? Ain't no one ever told you the story? The straw around Jed's neck made a rasping noise as he shook his head. Folks keep telling us, saying I'll learn it when I have the need. I've been starting to think they don't know it themselves. Well, they know it all right. Frank cleared his throat and made a spitting motion at the ground, though his lips remained dry. They know it, sure as they know their own mamas. Just that. Well, it ain't exactly pleasant talk. He sighed again, as much from the frustration of having to speak as from the thoughts of his next words. See, there was a time, some many years ago, when these fields were beset by a plague. Not a plague of illness, mind. No, this plague came as winged beasts from the sky. Black as night they were, with voices like something from a nightmare. Gross, whispered Jed. His eyes scanned what little of the horizon he could see beyond the cornfields. I've heard of them. Figured they were just a children's tale. Frank shifted his weight, adjusting the rigid stick on which he wrestled his arms. That may be, but there's truth in these stories. Crows are real enough. 
even if one scarcely hears them in anything but legend these days. Back when their terror was at hand, they descend on these fields and eat their fill, leaving precious little for the folk who toiled with the seed. It brought a hardship on the land, leaving everyone desperate. My arms still hurt, Frank. Frank rolled his eyes. We're talking, ain't we? Have a rest. Hell, sit down for all that matters now. Thanks, Frank. Jed dropped from his post and crumpled to the ground, suddenly looking very much like a lifeless pile of rags. So, what happened? Though he opened his mouth to speak, Frank hesitated. On any other night, the words were just a story. But on this night, they might be something more. Yeah. You keep a listen for anything amiss, right? Jed nodded. And Frank resumed his tale. It was a dark time, to be sure. Dark enough that some reckoned they might employ a darkness of their own. He closed his eyes and recited the secret verse, known only to those who stood watch in the field. Gathered they the walls of green, left to dry by day, shaped into a sentinel, in clothing was the hay, set upon a tormented fields against the demon's call, given life by darkness, the men of naught but straw, gave to them the hollow charge upon the darkest night. Paid the price for vigilance when absence was a lie. Gathered they one of the young from empty demons crawl. Taken by the darkness, the men of naught but straw. Straw man, whispered Jed. Straw man like, like us, Frank? Frank's expression grew colder as he shook his head. Don't you be thinking that way. The straw man was something, something other than living, Jed. Scared the crows away, they did, but at a terrible cost. They were dead inside, see? Stayed where they were meant to, like statues. Save for one night a year, when they'd come alive and have a reaping. Only it weren't corn they took away, but a child. One child, left outside, past sunset. Children are outside past sunset all the time, Frank. Not on this night, Frank hissed. He lowered his voice even further. On this night, the children wear masks. The straw man can't see those who hide their eyes, not unless they look at the straw man first. Jed fell silent, chastised. The sky had darkened considerably, with only the most tenacious rays of dying light still piercing the walls of corn. Somewhere in the distance, a woman's voice called out for her son. Hey, Frank. What? I still don't get it, Frank. Frank sighed yet again. Don't get what? While we're out here... Why, we gotta stand here like this. Why, folks laugh at us. I mean, 
We're straw man, right, Frank? In response, Frank launched a kick at his companion's leg. Ow! What'd you do that for? If you're a straw man, Frank said, do you reckon that would have hurt? You're flesh and blood, Jed, so how can you be a straw man? Well, I mean, it's pretend, ain't it? I feel my clothes are straw and play make-believe, right? Frank tapped a gloved hand against the side of his head. Up here it might be pretend, but here... He thumped his fist against his chest, making his stuffed shirt crackle. It's all real. That's what matters, Jed. He swung his arms wide, gesturing to the fields around them. You want to know why we're out here? It's so that fear don't come back. Even one child being taken keeps that terror festering, keeps folks in mourning. Might as well have the crows back. But if someone goes to stand watch, then the straw man don't come walking. They can all rest easy. They can laugh at their fears and get on with their lives. Now do you get it? I get it, Frank. Jed hurriedly replied. I'm here to stand watch. Uh, I get it. Good. And get back up in your post. We got a long night ahead. Jed retook his position, and Frank readjusted his own. The wind had died with the sunlight, leaving the cornfields completely still. Hey, Frank. Shut up! Sorry. Jake closed his mouth. Only... What happened to them, Frank? To the children. What children? You know. Push, Jed. The children they, they take away. Frank turned to regard his companion. The poor boy was hardly out of his youth with only the barest hint of stubble on his chin. Even in the darkness, an earnest innocence twinkled in his eyes. You sure you want to know, Jed? Jed turned to meet Frank's gaze. Yeah, Frank. I'm sure. As he had done before, Frank reached up to remove his hat. Only this time, his entire head came away, leaving a rigid cluster of yellow steaming from his shirt. They become a straw man, Jed. They become straw man. Good evening, and welcome back to the Meat, Mead, and Dragon Tales podcast. I'd like to firstly thank 
all my subscribers and new listeners for giving this podcast a chance. And I hope I am still, and will always, be making each episode as dramatic and interesting to keep you here listening. Tonight's story, Scarecrows, was written by creepypasta.com author Ramesses the Pigeon. I stumbled upon this story while doing some research on Scarecrow lore for a story I'm trying to write myself and thought how awesome this story would be to be dramatized. I hope I did it justice for the author and for everyone listening here. I absolutely love this author's writing style. It's perfect. It gives enough depth and landscape that you need for a story. Frank and Jed, the two protagonists in this story, are amazing characters, and I absolutely love playing them in the story. I really do. I really hope I did them justice. Also, tonight, the intro and outro music was written and produced by Jethro Gomez, and the soundscapes you hear through the story tonight are by me, Warren Bussinger. This story was read to you by myself, Warren Bussinger, for the Meat, Mead and Dragon Tales podcast 2020. And once again, our podcast is a non-for-profit podcast. We make no money in making these. We just do this for entertainment purposes and just, just so we can enjoy these stories as hopefully they were meant to be. Anyway, this was a Meet Me and Dragon Tales podcast. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next one. Good night.